0: This is Bible Talk with Percy W. Garrett in the great state of Alabama, the biblically named city of Dothan, D-O-T-H-A-N. And we're glad to be back on Anchor again. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the two natures of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh it's absolutely amazing, but he is he is without a doubt God man some say fully God, fully man, some say one hundred percent God, one hundred percent man. I was thinking about Isaiah. Chapter 9, verse 6, where the prophet said, Unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born. Notice how that goes. The Son of God was not born. But the eternal son of God who has always been God and has always been with God throughout eternity came into time and took on human flesh and became Mary's baby. God incarnate. God in flesh. That's what incarnate means. God in human flesh. He didn't take on himself the nature of angels. But he took, took on the nature of human flesh. The nature and seed of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, and the offspring of Jesse, the father of David. So he's David's son. Now that's amazing. When I said that he is David's son, I'll tell you what I mean by that. In Luke 20... 2 verses 42 and, and following, The said, you see, then the Pharisees hounded Jesus, and while they were doing so, Jesus turned to the Pharisees and asked them a question. You know, they were always asking him questions, trying to ship him up, but this time, he asked them a question, and the question was pretty easy to answer, and they did, partially, he asked them a question who is a whose son is the Christ whose son is the messiah and he quickly answered and said the, the son of the, the son of David he's David's son and they were right because they were Pharisees and, and they knew God's word so they thought but it said the son of David. And Jesus did not say, no, he was not the son of David, but this, is, but this is what he did say. He said, if he's David's son, why did David in the spirit say, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David called him Lord, whose son is he? And no one can answer that question. Because they knew that if they said God's son, they certainly would have to admit that Jesus Christ, who claimed to be the Messiah, was God's son too not just David's son, but with God's son too. And they, they didn't want to admit that, which is a shame. I mean, they had God standing in their face. And rather than bow down and worship him, they hung him on high and killed him. Hmm. Now, you and I both know that when Christ was on the cross God was in him we see that written in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 19 where paul said to wit god was in christ reconciling the world to himself not counting their sins against them. So on the cross, uh, God the Son who was in human flesh had in that human flesh along with God the Son God the Father and God, the Holy Spirit. That's amazing, isn't it? Because God is a triune being. He's one being and three distinct persons. Now, if you turn to Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, you will find that Paul said, in Christ, in him, dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He is saying to us in the human body of Jesus Christ, right now, in him dwells the entire triune Godhead in that one human body. And the reason we say that is because uh, God is one. One Lord. We hear in Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel. The Lord, our God, is one Lord. He's not three gods. He's one God in three distinct persons. So on the cross, when they hung him on the cross, Jesus, in him was the fullness of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, God can't die. That's why God the Son had to take on a human body to die for the sins of the world. So since, since God can't die, before Christ died, he said to the Father, "Into my hands I commend my spirit." Into Thy hand I commend my spirit, and He gave up the ghost. So he 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 made sure that before he he died in the body that. The Godhead was not there. Because God can't die. No matter what you do, God cannot die. So, who died on the cross? The human Jesus. Unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he, shall, and he shall be called wonderful counselor. Watch this. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. All in one person. The person of Jesus Christ. He is wonderful, counselor. And the Holy Spirit is called counselor. In the, in the New Testament. He's called mighty God. He's called the everlasting father and the prince of peace of Daniel. I used to wonder how can he be the father and the son. Well, you know, the New Testament always interprets the old. We we studied the Old Testament in light of the New Testament. The Old Testament is the Uh, New Testament enfolded and the New Testament is the Old Testament unfolded so in, in the New Testament we find Jesus talking about him him and the Father being one in John 14 Philip said to him show us the Father and that will be sufficient for us. We'll be okay. It, since you're leaving, uh you said you're gonna die on the cross and ascend into heaven and come back for us. Just show us the Father, and that will and that will give us consolation and, and assurance that you will return. And Jesus uh said to Philip, Philip, have you been with me so long and you don't know who I am? When you have seen me, you seen the Father. How could he say that? He's the Son. But he said he's, he said he's when you see me, you seen the Father. Well, he he had already clarified that in John chapter 10, verse 30 when he said, I and my father are one. And he's not saying that they're the same person, but, but they're the same in essence, same in spirit, same in their divine nature. There's only one divine God with one divine nature, one divine spirit, One divine essence. And that nature, spirit, and essence is indivisible. Indivisible. So when you see the Son, you see the Father. When you see the Son, you see the Holy Spirit. They are one. But that's not where we were going tonight. Uh, But I did want you all to know that... uh, When you see Jesus, you've seen the entire Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But, but I do want you to know also that Jesus uh, is partaker of what theologians call a hypostatic union. H-Y-P-O-S-T-A-T-I-C hypostatic union, an, an indivisible union between the man Jesus Christ and the Son of God. The third, I'm sorry, the second person of, of the Trinity. The second person of the Trinity is one with the human Jesus. And he, and he became that way at the virgin birth. And he uh, rose that way from the grave. He rose in a glorified human body, the body of Jesus Christ, and the all-powerful nature of the Son of God. And we saw him ascend into heaven in that body of Jesus Christ. God in that human body. Uh, Going into heaven by his own power. No angels no spaceship, nothing but his own divine power taking him into glory. And guess what? The angel that stood by watching him ascend said to the disciples who were watching, he said, he'll come back in like manner. In the same way you saw, saw him go up, he'll come back in the same way. And he's coming back for the church. And and coming and he's coming back to judge the unsaved world, but he's coming back in that same body with God, the Son, indwelling that body, and, and we gave he, he gave us a, a glimpse of his return in that body one day on the Damascus road. He met <clears throat> a church murderer on that road one day and said to him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Saul so looked at him and said, who, who are you? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Then Saul, so in his new born again experience, cried out, Lord, what would you have me to do? And this is the deal. Saul, so, uh, now recognized and is Worshiping him who he sought to destroy. Because who he is seeing is God in human flesh. And because of that encounter, we find that Pastor Paul one day writing. To the church at Rome, and he said these words in Rom- in Romans chapter one, the letter of Rome of, of Romans. He said in, in chapter one, Paul, this is verse one, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle separated to the gospel of God. This this is what Christ had said he would do when 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 he commissioned him on the Damascus road. He'd go out and suffer by preaching the gospel. And verse 2 says, uh, uh, Paul says that that this gospel uh, concerned God's Son. this This gospel was promised beforehand by God through the prophet in the Holy Scriptures concerning his Son. Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Paul is saying he, 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 he's a man. He, he is human flesh. And, and, and his human flesh is what, what constitutes the gospel because he, his flesh is what died for us. This his flesh is is what died in the place of sinners on the cross. Without human flesh, there will be no good news. There'll be no gospel. Without Jesus taking on the seed of Abraham, taking on the seed of David, there would be no gospel. But Jesus but Jesus, when he died, he took away sin's penalty, sin's guilt, sin's power. And one day, when we're, when we're in glory, he'll have taken away sin's presence by dying on the cross. And why did he die? One of the main reasons he died was to satisfy God's justice. Since Adam, mankind had defied God's justice. And God, being a just God, had only one choice and that was to condemn man to everlasting hell fire man couldn't save himself because the word said that the soul that sinned shall die and without the shedding of innocent blood there is no forgiveness and on the earth there was no innocent blood. No, no man was innocent. From Adam to Zechariah, there was no man without sin. For all have sinned and come short of God's glory since the Garden of Eden. All are conceived in sin and shapen in iniquity and are damned for hell. And and God did give man animals to sacrifice for their sins, but it was only temporary. We find in the book of Hebrews that Jesus said that the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin. You know why? Do you know why? The blood of bulls and goats could not take away sin. Number one, they were cursed also. All creation was cursed when Adam sinned. So those animals were just pictures but they could not take away sin. there were pictures of Christ on Calvary's cross. But when the real thing came, we could say, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Sure enough, free. From sin's power, sin's penalty, All because Jesus took on human flesh. But once again, before he took on human flesh, he had always been God. As we go back to Romans, Romans chapter one, we'll see in verse three what I mean. Verse two said he was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. He was born as Mary's baby, the seed of David. He was made that way by the power of the Holy Spirit and carried it in Mary's womb. But, verse 3 says, he was declared, not made, he was declared to be the son of God with power. He, he, has, he has always been the son of God. He's always been God even, be, even before he took on human flesh. And how long has he been God? How long has he been the son of God? Always. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. And all things were made by him. And there was nothing that was made that was not made by Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I said that wrong because Jesus Christ was not back in this past, But the Son of God was. And he made everything. And, he, and in, a, in in essence, and I, I don't want to blaspheme when I say this. I don't want to say this in error. But in essence, since Jesus Christ is one with the the triune Godhead, He made His own human body. Yeah, I know. The, I know the Bible said that the Holy Spirit did it. Well, guess what? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are one. Oh yes, you you're right. Each has their own role. Each has their own function. And and, and in that case uh, in the role of the Holy Spirit, he is the one who actually What about the virgin birth but the main thing tonight is that Jesus has this situation where he is in what we call a hypostatic union he he has a permanent union with God the Son. Which means that that union is forever. And the good thing about that, you all, is this. If you are a Christian, your life is hidden in Him. That is the results of the born-again experience. Your life becomes hidden with God and Christ for eternity. Never, never to be loosed. Just like Jesus Christ The human Jesus is one with God the Son. You as the bride of Christ is one with him. You are one with him from the moment you're born again. I can't even say until. I have to say you're one with him for eternity. That's powerful. Extremely powerful. I want to stop. I just wanted to share that with you. Let you know how much power is keeping you. That's why I love... Jude, 20, Jude 1, 24, and 25 at the benediction. Jude, the brother of James, the half-brother of Jesus Christ. He said, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. To them who are called by God and preserved in Jesus Christ. You hear that? Preserved in Jesus Christ. And you can't get out. To me, that is absolutely amazing. And it's not anything different than what Paul says When Paul says in Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 since then you have been raised with Christ set your affections on things above for Christ is seated at the right hand of God for you (laughs) died and your life is hidden with God in Christ. Ephesians chapter 5 he would say you are born of his bones and flesh of his flesh your life is hidden with God in Christ so Jews say since you are preserved in him now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty both now and ever. Amen. I want to thank you for being here tonight and fellowshipping with me. I love that song, what a fellowship with the joy divine, leaning on everlasting arms. When Christians fellowship one with another, we also are fellowshipping with Jesus because we're in him and he is in us. We are his body. We're his bride, and he's the head. So when when we get together with one another, we're getting together with the Lord. Yes, this had been Bible Talk with Percy Garrett. And I want to thank you for being here tonight. And until next time, may God bless you and keep you. And give us everlasting grace and peace.